0: Okay, welcome to episode three of the Voyages of the Black Dog. This is the night before we set out for Cape Charles, uh, Virginia. So I'm here with uh, uh, Bob and Matt. Uh, Bill has since turned in. He's a little bit tired today, but that's okay because he worked really hard today uh, getting food ready. So, uh, Bob, you just want to tell us a little bit about the Black Dog?
1: Yes, it's an island packet sailboat. 1990, 38 feet in length, about 12 and a half feet in beam, draws five foot of depth, it's a full length keel, and uh, weighs uh, empty before we put the the gin on it and accompanying ice cubes, Uh, weighs about 21,000 pounds, Um, and the mast, which is referred to as the air draft, Is about 52 feet, and uh, I bought it 10 years ago, so in 2006, and we've been sailing it as wafflers ever since on at least a trip, if not two trips a year.
0: Okay, so this I think this is our biggest trip to date on it, though.
1: Oh, absolutely, yep. So, our, our plan is tomorrow, which is May 22nd, 2016, we will depart. St. John's Yacht Club, which is on John's Island, uh, which is slightly south of Charleston, South Carolina. It's on the Stono River, which is a river that part of the intercoastal waterway, we're actually not on the intercoastal, about a mile off it. So we will depart at high tide about 9 a.m., 0900, and we will proceed up the Stono for about half a mile, turn east uh, through Elliott Cut which is where Ron and I live and that is the intercoastal. We'll be heading north on the intercoastal and go through Elliott Cut which is a short very narrow cut. It was actually built I believe uh, sometime before the US Revolutionary War because I've seen it on some Revolutionary War maps and it's been been enlarged over many times, not really sure what the history is, I'd, I'd be fascinated to find out. But Elliott Cut uh, continues into Wapu Cut, which goes for about two, three miles through a drawbridge, which we'll have to ask uh, for an opening. And then it comes into Charleston Harbor at the Ashley River. And the Ashley River is the, the west side or the southwest side of, of Charleston, forming the peninsula. Uh, Cooper River is on the the other side and from there we'll proceed probably on a course of southeast out through the harbor past Fort Sumter. I'd estimate we'll be passing Fort Sumter at about 10 30 a.m. Maybe a little earlier if we we get underway or the current wouldn't have built up. And then past Fort Sumter we have the jetties which are about a, a mile, a mile and a half long, I believe. And once we get out there, depending on the the direction of the wind, we will head a course of north, northeast, um, uh, or perhaps a little bit more east. And we're rather anxious about our weather. We have what seems to be a fairly nice sailing day, tomorrow being Sunday, but then our window seems to close down. Uh, Sunday night into Monday with some, some fairly heavy winds coming in the direction we're heading, which is northeast. So our current plan is to strongly consider uh, about a 24-hour sail to Wilmington, North Carolina, and going in there rather than staying outside and, and going around Cape Fear. Uh, and once inside Wilmington, North Carolina, we'll stay on the ICW, probably up to Wrightsville Beach uh, and I would anticipate maybe a 24-hour layover and and we'll go from there but obviously that's a few days from now so I'll have to update you at that point.
0: So um, just to talk about uh, the weather a little bit and uh, just to to talk about or just to sort of make a point here and it's not necessarily the the wind so much, uh, or, or the, the bad weather so much, as although we don't, we're don't we not anticipating, we don't want to be out in bad weather if we can avoid it, but I think in this case, as we discussed, it's not just the, the weather's going to be bad, but the wind's going to be in the totally wrong direction, so it's not a case of just riding out some bad weather, it's a case of sitting there for, you know, 12 to 24 hours in bad weather and getting absolutely nowhere.
1: Right, and, and close hauled, which is about 45 degrees, is about as close as you can get to the wind, so the sails are in tight. Um, and, you know, it's, it's hard on the boat, it's hard on the crew uh, and you're really just sort of pounding into waves and, mm-hmm. and not making great progress. So it's it's mm-hmm. fine for a short period of time, but it's mm-hmm. pretty rough to do for any, any mm-hmm. length of time. Yeah.
0: So, uh, uh, I just want to go back to the jetties at one point when you mentioned those before because you told us like a rather humorous story earlier today about... Uh, the jetties and a friend of yours who's making uh making dinner in the galley while you passed out the jetties
1: oh yeah so this is going back about uh probably about 20 years when i was in medical school here in charleston and i fast became friends with a a fella uh, who's uh brett sorter about my age and at that time you know i were about 30 31 and He decided to buy a a sailboat and live on it at at City Marina, downtown Charleston. I can't remember exactly the boat, but about a a 32, 33 foot sailboat. And after first year of med school, he and I decided to sail down to the Bahamas and back, which would would be about a two week trip. So we set out of Charleston about 5 o'clock one one evening, and uh, nice wind. Uh, he was down below in the in the galley, had the hatches open, portholes open, and we we're heading out into the jetty, and there was a nice onshore breeze, and the jetty sort of funnel in the, the waves. So just as we got to the end, we sort of went up a couple of ways, and then slammed down, a, a wave came over the bow into, into uh, his open hatch right above the galley, and uh, he popped his head up and said, Said the uh, the chili doesn't need any more salting tonight, <laughs> as he was soaking yep. soaking wet. Yep. So that was our that was our start of our trip. Outstanding.
0: So getting back to the trip, so uh, you know our goal is you know hopefully you know the weather cooperates. And just uh, just as a side note, um, you know your father Clive will be providing us weather updates via the Delorme InReach.
1: Right. He's uh, we have a, a messaging instrument that that Jay organized called the DeLorme inReach and it's a satellite messaging device so we can text or email people back and forth and dad is going to be um, out of Beaufort checking his his computer and looking at weather models using predictwind which is a, a website and then giving us updates uh, on the wind and he's able to to track our position, is this, this uh, Delorme in reach device pings our position about every 10 minutes, and he'll be able to look at a map and see where we are and then communicate back and forth. So, once we're outside of about 20 miles, we won't have any uh, VHF radio, and once we're at about seven or eight miles, we won't have any cell phone, so we'll be out of communication. And the weather. And winds change quite, quite rapidly, especially when you're along the, the coast, and uh, the the Gulf Stream heading heading north. So we're we're hoping to have a good window that we can sail around Cape Hatteras. That's our ultimate goal. But none of us are eager to uh, to make it dangerous or completely miserable. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens. We've got uh, it's probably a five four day trip. Ideally, we've got a total of six days to do it in. So if we have to lay up for 24 hours, uh, I think we can still meet our goals. Outstanding. All right, Bob, so I know we're all
0: trying to get an early night here to leave with the tide tomorrow. So uh, thank you very much, and we'll will uh, sure we'll have future recordings uh, on, on this trip and post them when we can. Right so, on. So, uh, all, all right. All righty.
1: Guys, what is
0: the... Hang on. Uh, what? what?